0: It's a Tech Tuesday, so News Talk 1010 tech expert Carmi Levy is here. Good morning. Good morning, John. Great to be here. I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to saying X instead of Twitter, so I think I'll just say Twitter. And, you know, I still say Skydome, so who really cares?
1: <laughs> Artist formerly known as Twitter. Who knows? But, yeah. Okay, okay.
0: a couple of Twitter stories today. Uh, one of them would be that they suspended a pro-Nazi account. And it does seem that since Elon Musk arrived, that pretty well anything goes on Twitter. It has. You know, they're. Uh, two companies
1: that were uh that were involved basically they um an organization called media matters they shared screenshots showing that ads were appearing next to uh, a verified pro-nazi account and Uh, and two advertisers, Gilead Sciences and the Internet and Television Association, uh, they paused their advertising because the company has been saying for months, we're putting in place protections to prevent this kind of thing from happening. What company wants their content appearing next to a pro-Nazi account? Uh, The problem here is is that the company knew, X knew that this was uh, an anti-Semitic account. It had been flagged as such, but it was still up there, and they still made the decision to monetize it. They turned on advertising on these pro-Nazi anti-Semitic accounts. And then they allowed that content despite their, uh, their, their saying that they were had they had protections in place it still appeared next to brands in people's feeds and so this has been going on for months uh this story sort of keeps popping up they make promises but they fail to live up to them because they make money off of it and so despite the fact that ceo linda jaccarina was meeting with jewish groups yesterday uh they're not buying it uh and essentially no one is buying it because they fired everyone who would have protected Brands from the, exactly this kind of thing—an absolute mess. Uh, critics are calling it a toxic cesspool. We know that it's gotten worse since Elon Musk took over, uh, and obviously that uh, you know that descent, that decline continues. It's a pretty dangerous place for uh, for companies to be uh, because they never quite know whose content is going to appear next to theirs.
0: So now that they did fire all those people, they're getting rid of uh, the contents of their headquarters. So what sort of stuff can I bid on? Well, you know, the usual stuff, right? You can buy, you know, regular desk chairs, uh,
1: desks, you know, just office things, lamps. Or you can buy a large birdcage welded with a Twitter logo uh, with the, you know, the old bird because they have no, no need for the bird anymore. Um, you can buy all sorts of tweets. So, for example, what, you know, Obama's re-election, uh, the Ellen DeGeneres, that very famous selfie tweet, which, of course, disappeared over the weekend because of a glitch. Uh, but there is a, a, a framed uh, a, a copy of it up on the wall that they'd like to sell as well. All bids start at 25 bucks, the low, low price of 25 bucks. You can actually go to hgpauction.com and see it. But if you do want to bid and if you do want to inspect, you have to be in person at the headquarters in San Francisco. Um, And and you have to be there. You You have to bid starting on September 12th, it runs for two days. So crack open your checkbook. So there's a lot of really weird stuff there. Tech companies apparently buy some really strange things for their offices. I've worked in tech, I've seen it. Um, I think 25 bucks is about the right price for most of this
0: stuff. There you go. Yeah, I went to the headquarters of Lightspeed, which is a company you're probably aware of uh, in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And it was like out of a movie. It was exactly what you expect a tech headquarters to be like. There were beanbag chairs, there were people going by on screen there were uh, tables covered in candy, foosball tables, it was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Nerds seem to like this stuff. And
1: uh, and the tech space, of course, very hard to attract and keep talent. Companies really do compete for folks who know how to code, know how to lead technology projects. They're very specific skills in the industry. So oftentimes a cool office is what makes the difference. If everyone else is offering the same money, the one with the best foos top, foos, foosball table wins.
0: I'm very curious about this next story. Apparently searching for issues related to mental health or subjects related to mental health, on the internet can lead to malware how does that work uh organization called beyond identity released some research and basically
1: what they're showing is that uh, it's almost like search engine optimization for uh, for for mental health terms and and hackers are taking advantage of it you search for a term say so say psychiatrist near me meditation music virtual therapy uh, and the links that come back are supposed to be legitimate sources but hackers are saying hmm what are people searching for and then then they're 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 putting up websites they're putting up pages that aren't that don't have mental health content on it but they have rogue links on it they look like mental health uh, sites and they show up in the search results you click on them and now you're infected with malware, then they can launch attacks against you. And so the, the message here is, is be very careful what you're searching for because particularly popular search terms, especially around mental health after the pandemic, lots of us are using these kinds of searches. Those have become very popular. Hackers are gaining the Google system to make sure that their links, their rogue links, are showing up in your search results. So when the search results come up, make sure that you absolutely know you trust that source before you click on it. Hover over it, take a look at the link. If you're not sure, do another search until you're confident that
0: you can click on that link safely. That just seems especially cruel. I mean, people looking for help on the internet and you take advantage of it by scrapping their computer.
1: Hackers have, uh, and cyber criminals, as we know, John, we've talked about this so many times, have no morals. They'll just basically find whatever the weak kind of underbelly is of the internet, wherever we're looking for help, they will target. And this kind of attack uh, is going to get worse in the next little while because obviously it's profitable for them.
0: I have to say I had a bit of schadenfreude about this story. Uh, Russia's first lunar mission in 47 years led to a spacecraft crashing into the moon. And I thought, great, so you can't win a war and you can't go to the moon you can't and in fact the two of them are very closely linked
1: because russia launched its invasion into ukraine global sanctions hindered its ability to send vehicles into space and have them fly safely they you know they can't get the components they can't get the expertise they're not doing the quality control a lot of the people who would be doing the work are in fact being drafted and sent to the front lines and so scientists have been predicting this for months saying basically it's it's a recipe for disaster they're going to send this thing up it's going to end up just like the phobos Mars probe uh, from just over a decade ago that also didn't even make it out of Earth orbit crashed back into the ocean uh, because they messed that one up too. This was supposed to be their first moon mission since 1976. they have been hyping it on propaganda channels within Russia for months trying to kind of pump up the Russian brand that were back uh, and it has now failed spectacularly giant uh, sort of splatter of egg on Vladimir Putin i'm like that as well i normally cheer for any science program wherever it happens to be but i think in this case uh we'll we'll give vladimir putin the credit he deserves He absolutely
0: deserved this failure. Happy to see this thing crash into the moon. And I know it wasn't on your subject list, but I would imagine you have some thoughts about this call to boycott Facebook for two days tomorrow and the day after that. We're told don't post anything. That'll punish Meta.
1: Yeah. Oh, do I ever? I mean, will it really make a big difference? No. But, you know, the Friends of Canadian Broadcasting, I'm now friends of theirs because they've launched this. I think it's a neat thing. I think it sends an important message, more symbolic than anything else. uh, But it tells big tech, you know what? Canadians aren't very happy with you. We're going to draw a line. And it's almost like those blackout uh, uh, campaigns from a few years ago. They didn't ultimately change our behaviors on the platform long term, but they did send a message to the company. And I think in this case, Meta needs to get slapped on the face a little bit. They're behaving in in a fairly immoral, unethical way. Uh, It's time that they flew right. And Canadians really should tell them so. Thank you, sir.
0: Always a pleasure. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. That's our tech expert, Carmi Levy. And I'll renew my injunction that you should find him on uh, social media because he's a really fine photographer. He does this very minimalist work. And uh, I'd encourage you to seek it out.